that was the big red flag. Yeah. I knew she was still living with the boyfriend. Um, I, I understood it. I, I get why, but, but it, it, it's not the mark of someone with a, a, a life that has truly been changed. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Hey there, welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I'm Vicki Kosiorg. Yes, I'm you here. are. I am. I was yesterday. I will be tomorrow. Well, by God's <laughs> grace, you will, right? And I'm Daniel Parks, <laughs> and we are blessed to bring you this episode of the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Yes. And I'm going to let Vicki kind of take the reins on yeah. this episode, because yeah. this is from an experience that she had um, this is not necessarily going to be like a case study. Maybe it is, I guess, but at least sharing some experiences. But what, what's kind of the focus of this episode? Right. The focus is that we have to be very careful about accepting at face value when someone claims to be a believer or claims that they have asked Jesus to be Lord of their life. Okay. And I think that we are quick to believe that because we desire it so much, yeah. or we want to maintain a relationship and we don't want to challenge when someone, and the someones in this case are a mom who has chosen life, um, but when they when we've shared the gospel with them, that they they said, oh, I've already done that, I, I am a believer, and yet clearly they're living a life that doesn't reflect that. Right. And we want to believe them. But there, yeah. there is a such a big danger in believing them, and that danger is they're going to hell yeah. if it's if it's if they're believing that they are a believer. Their life certainly doesn't reflect it, and you you can find out by asking some questions that indeed they're not. But they believe they are. Yeah. Then that becomes kind of our fault that that these people then are not saved. Yeah. We we've fed into a false belief, a false yeah. security that yeah. they are saved. Yeah, there's a a great message actually from Ray Comfort. Mm. We kind of push Ray Comfort. We love Ray his, Comfort. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, his evangelism method, which I think is the biblical evangelism method, is really powerful. Mm. It is, and it really kind of, uh, I guess, keeps us out of the ditch of giving people a false sense of security. I think if you follow his framework yeah. faithfully, you are absolutely correct. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a message called True and False Conversion. Mm. I listened to it years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I listened to it. Maybe since we did this podcast episode, I should listen to it again yeah. just to remind myself. But yeah. Ray Comfort in his awesome uh, <laughs> fashion and really engaging fashion, you know, he's a funny guy just listening to him talk and yeah, and preach. He's funny, but he also gets right to the point, yep. talking about true and false conversion and how we as believers have a vested interest in making sure we don't create false converts. Yeah. Right. And how yeah. do we do that? We do that by sharing the gospel in a biblical framework, not just saying Jesus loves you. So ask him into your heart. Um, 
but really getting to into the issue of sin. We need to be talking about men and women's guilt before God because of our sin. Sin is what separates us from God. Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection is the solution to the problem of sin. But we need to talk about sin. And so that's what Ray Comfort talks about in that true and false conversion uh, message. And it kind of ties right into the subject that we're covering here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is, it's such an important subject. And what sparked this specifically was about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, a mom who chose life actually already had her baby yep. con- contacted me. Okay. And she, um, she claimed to be a believer. She had a great story, and I wanted to write about that story. That's that's how I ended up being connected with her. Okay. Um, I can't remember if I was the counselor that first stopped her at the abortion center or not. I, I don't remember that part. But uh, she already did have a, a mentor. She was uh, loves the mentor, said the mentor has been an, an enormous help. They, she's had a great baby shower. She, she's had um, a lot of. She's even in a Bible study, yeah. um, and and she feels truly that the mentor is a friend. So a lot of really great positives. But as we were talking, I just. Um, I was hearing red flags. Okay. And by red flags, I mean, I was hearing things that made me really wonder, this doesn't sound like a believer to me. Okay. She was claiming to be. Yeah. But there were so many things going on in her life. And even as she's describing her concerns and relationship with God, that made me wonder, is she? And I really felt the Holy Spirit saying, you need to clarify this. You really do need to confront this. Yeah. Because I felt if she is a convert, she's a false convert. Okay. I, I do not think that she has a true saving relationship with God based on what I was hearing. Okay. So um so the the first thing I did and what this I think what the article I wrote and what I hope we can convey is how do you deal with this? Yeah. Because it will happen. It comes up. It comes up all the time that people claim to be a believer. Yeah, um, I've already asked. Yeah, it's Jesus one of the to uh, products of American Christianity and kind of the easy believism thing to just say a prayer or just if you breathe American air, somehow right. you're just automatically a Christian. If your right. grandma was a Christian, you're automatically a Christian. Yeah, yeah. And some of it comes. You know, it comes with that. Uh, yeah. I think the American Christianity mindset kind of kind of brings about this. Yeah. False so, convert understanding this this reality that people are false converts, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and you hear them say things like, Well, I go to church, I read the Bible, I'm in a Bible study, and it you just say, Oh, okay, well then you're a Christian. Well right. that's really not Right. I mean that would be um, works based criteria. salvation, actually. <laughs> okay. You go to church, you do Bible studies. And that makes you a Christian. That's works-based salvation, and that is not what the Bible teaches. And that was the big red flag. Yeah. I knew she was still living with the boyfriend. Um, I I understood it. I, I get why, but but it, it it's not the mark of someone with a, a, a life that has truly been changed by yeah. Jesus. So, um, so, and I asked, where would you go? That's the first thing. I think and that's what Ray Comfort does. Yeah. I think the very first thing to help you understand if if this is a true convert or not, ask them where they're going to go right. if, if when they, they die. die. When they die, where are you going to go, heaven or hell? And she said heaven. I hope. As soon as I hear heaven, I hope 
another red flag. Right. We should know if yeah. we're if we are truly uh, submitting a life to the Lord. We should know where we're going. Yeah. And so she said, "I hope." And I said, "Okay. And why do you why do you think? But you think you are. You hope you are. Why?" And then her answer was very work based. Right. And and instantly that's where I then go into the the Ray Comfort um framework of first uh asking questions that expose sin in your life. But um to begin the discussion, always, always in the back of my mind, and I just as a cue to all of you that, that maybe haven't done this a lot, it's uncomfortable at first, but to always pray for the Holy Spirit to open that door. Yeah. He always does open the door for the discussion and then start asking questions. Right. Yeah. And that's the key to any, like the counseling sessions that we do one-on-one people at the abortion center, trying to convince them not to go in and kill their baby. Asking questions is a key. Yeah. When you're sharing the gospel, when you're trying to encourage another believer that's struggling, yeah. asking questions. Jesus asked more questions than he gave statements. Yeah. I, I believe. Don't hold me to that 100%. Well, I was just going to ask you that. It sounds he did ask a lot of questions, and I, we should maybe count that someday because that's should. a great— I do believe it is the an absolute critical part of yeah. being a good counselor. Yeah, asking, absolutely. But then you also have to listen. Right. To the answers. So listen carefully to the answers because there that was what cued me in. Her answers were what made me say, I don't, I don't think this person is a believer. I know she's going to Bible study and she's actually had discipleship, but it's not sounding like to me like she truly understands the, the gospel. So uh, the the next question that um, that I think is a very telling question is, and, and another counselor technique is reflect on what you've they've said. And say it again in a different way. So, you know, I said, so what you're telling me is you basically believe you're a good person. Yeah. And the good out or the good outweighs the bad. And she said, yeah, that's what she was telling me. Well, then there's your open door sure. to start sharing. Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever lusted after a man that you're not married to? A lot of people ask me, how do I introduce the purity message, which in pretty much every case of dealing with uh, women going to an abortion center that needs to be introduced, that's the point at which I introduce it. Right. When I say, have you ever lusted after a man you're not married to? And they always laugh, which she did and said, well, yeah, I'm I'm actually, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm, I had two babies or maybe more um, with the boyfriend that um, I'm not married to. And then going into the law and what God says about sexual immorality, she knew, she knew, you know, and some of them will say, I don't know. And their models, uh, their parents did not model sexual uh, purity outside of marriage. Most, many of them, their parents were not married or the father's absent. So, so anyway, uh, then she admitted, no, she... She knows it's wrong. Yeah. And, but then we go on, we go through the list. She, of course, has broken every one of the commandments, as have most people. Yeah. And, um, and then Ray Comfort always says, and I always say it too, ask the question, do you still think you're good? Right. Still think <laughs> you're a good person? After all of this, you're lying, <laughs> thieving, lustful, adulterer at heart? Right. Right. And she said no. And by then, oftentimes, they're like, 
you can tell scared, um, grieving. Yeah. They realize, you know, I talk about the penalty then. This is the penalty. Right. This is what the Bible says. Yeah. This is your penalty. Does that concern you? And they always say yes yeah. at, at that point. So um, then I, I go into Romans ten nine. I don't know if that's where Ray Comfort goes, but that's the verse I, w- I always go to because in that verse, if you proclaim with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is Lord. If there was a single statement that I, I would say false converts are not living, it's that. Right. And really helping them to understand, if Jesus is Lord, would you be doing this, this, this? Right. So you've just admitted to me, I said to her, that that um, you believe Jesus is Lord, but um, and you've also said living in sexual relationship with someone you're not married to is against God's clear commands. Um, is Jesus Lord of your life? Yeah. If you're doing that. And she said no. Right. And then when I said the verse Romans ten nine and said, have you ever done this? She said, no. She's never asked Jesus to be Lord. She didn't even know it was like something she should do. Yeah. Wow. To, which was surprising to me, yeah. given that she is being discipled in a church and, and all. Well, why? Yeah. She missed it. She must sure. have missed it. Yeah. It's easy for people to miss plain truths. It's easy, um, certainly not pointing the finger, wagging the finger at the church, because I know for myself, I was in church for a couple of years, actually about three years in church pretty consistently and um, had the gospel proclaimed to me. I know that they talked about Romans ten nine, and I just missed it. I just I didn't just had never really done what it. it was is my mindset and everything to do with Christianity and religion was focused on me. Yeah. It's not until I had a like true encounter with my sin and my need for a savior where someone actually loved me enough to lay down the plain truth that I am not good yeah. and that I need to turn from my sin and put my trust in Jesus. Not until that yeah. time when it was a, it, really a one-on-one conversation yeah. that I really understood that I need to turn from sin yeah. Yeah. and uh, turn to Jesus. That's a great illustration of your own experience. Yeah. And to throw me under the bus a little, yeah. um, I've shared the gospel I don't know, probably hundreds, if not thousands of times now since I've been out, you know, as a sidewalk counselor. And I always do, always, with every single mom that I interact with, if I have an extended conversation, many of them early on in my um, sidewalk career would then go on to have a baby shower with Cheryl Chandler. Her ministry is Truth and Mercy Mercy Pro-Life Ministries. She throws great baby showers. She was who we used before Love Life and be, and we're still using her, but um, uh, we now we've really hopefully given that over to the church as opposed to a ministry that does baby showers. The church is taking that over with the mentors. But at the time, Cheryl did them, and Cheryl has a wonderful framework for her baby showers. She always, always shares the gospel. Well, I had always shared the gospel with these moms. Many of them had come to the Lord, and I would tell Cheryl, this mom is a believer. She has come to the Lord. And then we would go to Cheryl's... um, baby shower, Cheryl would uh, share the gospel and the mom would would clearly not be a believer. Yeah. And I would feel so ashamed, but I shouldn't have. And so I think a really valid point for us, because I did it 
properly. Yeah. But sometimes it needs to be heard a few times before the truth truly transforms and yeah. convicts. And that's okay. Sometimes, yeah. so when we hear those red flags, I think it's important that we do it again. <laughs> that yeah. We, we yeah, share absolutely. it again. Like in your experience, you'd been in church. Yeah. But you needed to hear it maybe in a fresh way um, with someone that truly dug into that, the truth of, of breaking God's laws yeah. and your own yeah. sin. Yeah, and it's that same dynamic that we talk about oftentimes, whether it be sidewalk counseling or sharing the gospel, whatever we're doing. At the end of the day, all we can do is plant seeds and water seeds. We can also till the ground a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, take some of the weeds out Yeah, using God's word. But God has to give the increase. They have to have an encounter with Jesus. The Holy Spirit has to move on their hearts to bring conviction and, of course, help them to understand their need for a Savior. Yeah. And it does take a couple of times, right? We don't just water a garden one time yeah. before we see the increase, right? You got to water it a couple times. You don't just put seeds in one time and you have a garden for the rest of your life. You got to keep putting seeds in. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. We're putting seeds in. That's yeah. why we need to be intentional about sharing the gospel, not ramming it down people's throat or you know anything like that. But when we're doing counseling car side or one-on-one -on, -one on the sidewalk in front of the abortion center, yeah. weaving the gospel in. Yeah. When we're getting them connected to a mentor on the phone after they've chosen life, weaving the gospel in or whatever. We're ministering to them after they had the abortion, weaving the gospel in. Yeah. We're doing a baby shower, weaving the gospel into that. Yeah. Yeah. Discipleship, weaving the gospel, because if we keep kind of weaving the gospel, that thread of the gospel through everything that we do... Eventually, I believe the light bulb will come on. It right? Yeah. Even in in follow-up conversations, usually uh, the sidewalk counselors will have that. And asking, and now I'm much more intentional about that, asking them, so how are you feeling? What has changed? Do you feel like a new creation in Christ? What has changed in your life? That, yeah. that and, and being more aware that that yeah it does need nurturing it just it isn't a one and done kind of thing yeah. at at all and in extending the invitation which you alluded to early on an invitation to submit your life to the lord being sure it's not just a rote repetition right. after you yeah. because Read that after, is repeat after me yeah and i think i think that is a a very easy way to get a, a false convert yeah make sure that it's coming from their heart and that they are expressing fully to god yeah um you know yeah, and i do think there is a sense because there are some folks that are really against giving the invitation because mm -hmm. it is the holy spirit that gives the increase it's not some invitation it's not some words that you say it's the holy spirit right. that regenerates right. the heart right um, but I do think that it's good to give an invitation. I do think it's good to, you, you can only share so much, you can't go on forever, mm -hmm. and you need to wrap the conversation up at some point. Mm -hmm. And of course, you'll see Ray Comfort do this um, when he talks about their need for a Savior, he'll talk about sin, you know what God did so that you wouldn't have to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And of course, he explains what God did, Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then he'll ask, so when do you think you're going to do that? Right. When, when, do you, when do you think you're going to get right with God? When do you yeah. think you're going to turn from your sin and put your trust in Jesus? Yeah, yeah. And so there he is kind of like putting it on them. Hey, yeah. when are you going to get right with God? Not just leaving it out in the air. And you can do that by saying, would you like to pray to acknowledge your sin before God 
and pray and ask Jesus to be your Lord right here, right now. Would you like to do that? You're not trying to pressure. You're not trying to do a sales pitch. You're not trying to put a notch on your belt, but you want them to genuinely come to grips with their their sin and their need for a Savior. Yeah. And then in front of another person, get right with God, right? right. It's that right. accountability. It's yep. that oh, there's just something about that that confess with your mouth doesn't just happen between you and God privately. I think it can, but also it's a public profession. If you have a profession of faith in Jesus that you're not willing to give publicly, then is it really a profession? Do you know? I think it is so important. I think why that's why Romans ten nine says profess with your mouth, proclaim with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You're to say it out loud. And I think that when a when women will sometimes tell me, No, I'm not ready and I'll say, I understand. That's that's fine. I yeah. would urge you not to wait too long. I would urge you to go explore this more. You you never know when God's going to call you home. Yeah. I, I hope that you will do it before that day. Um, but um, but I think it is, I can tell when they, they're almost always, if they've never done that, they're almost always scared and embarrassed. Yeah. But, and say, oh, I've never done that. I, I, I don't know if I could do that. And I'll say, it's all right. doesn't have to be fancy. You're talking to your heavenly daddy. Yeah. Just talk to him like you would to your, your dad. He is your dad. He's, and he, he loves you. Um, and, and usually I will start a prayer and then I'll say, okay, your turn. I'll literally say that. Okay, it's your turn now. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, there will usually be a couple of, moments of silence because they just don't know what to say but when they start speaking it it um you can tell if this is sincere right and that their heart truly is at least at a beginning stage of really understanding yeah what what the gospel truly means for them personally Yeah, that's good. good so stuff. never, never trust was the name of my, the working title of my of of my article was don't trust women. All right. <laughs> kind of a play on right. what the, we don't trust women. Well, we do trust women. I think we trust women uh, more than the so called pro choice people because they are never offering the choice of life. They're only offering the choice that the woman thinks is the only choice they have, which is death. But never trust at face value. Yeah, is is really the bottom line. Don't trust it at face value if someone claims to be following the Lord when it's pretty clear that no, they're not. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. Hope this was a blessing to you guys. Hope this taught you guys something we always like to take from our experiences and um, help you guys to see how you can add some of these things to your ministry and uh, just see people really truly come to the Lord. And we invite you guys as we do often, to share this podcast with others, invite others to take advantage of this podcast, get trained and equipped to do sidewalk outreach effectively, to share the gospel effectively at the abortion centers and to these moms and dads that choose life. We also invite you guys to reach out to us. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you for suggestions of future podcast episodes, maybe some suggestions or comments about this particular episode, some things you would like for us to know. Uh, Whatever, we'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. 
Nothing's too precious since I met you.